Well, brethren, uh, please turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. And let's begin with prayer. Our Father, thank you for bringing us together like this once again. We do not take it lightly, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to empower this word from you, Lord, give it to be delivered clearly and open our hearts to your Holy Spirit that we might have understanding and apply it in our lives. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Hebrews 11 is known, as you well know, as a hall of faith uh, with many wonderful examples of faith in the Bible. We rarely hear it uh, used as an encouragement to prayer. But in fact, in Hebrews 11, uh, verse 6, there is a wonderful uh, promise regarding prayer. And that's what we want to look at today. So follow with me, if you will. Hebrews 11, verse 6, we'll read it in four parts. Part one, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Part two, for he that cometh to God, part three, must believe that he is, part four, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, brethren, each of these parts tells us something important about prayer. So let's look at part one. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You know, in many of our attitudes, uh, as we live daily life, we can become practical atheists. And by that, I mean, when things go well, of course, we're joyful and have the Lord's peace. But when things go poorly for us, when our expectations are not met, often we respond with worry or fear or anger. And it's as if we think uh, God was not in charge or as if we think even that God did not exist. So we respond uh, in ways that are not pleasing to God. But faith helps us remain God-centered in our mindset, in our attitudes and dispositions. So faith is uh, so important, and that's the way this verse begins, to be consistently walking with him by faith. The second part, for he that cometh to God, here is where prayer comes in. So how do we come to God? And brethren, whether it's in initial salvation or whether it's in the process of sanctification as we grow in Christ day by day, whenever we come to God, it is by prayer. Prayer is the way we vitally connect with him, to communicate with him. And the scripture tells us here then that he that cometh to God must believe two things. The first one here is in part three. We must believe that he is. And of course, this means that we must believe he exists. That keeps us from being an atheist. But it's so much more because um, it's really referring to we must believe all that God says about himself. All that God is, we must believe. You know, when we first come to Christ, we are babes. 
we might begin learning uh, some of the events in Jesus' life and some of the miracles that he did. And then we learn the Old Testament stories and the great characters there. And as we continue to grow, we learn about his promises and we learn to pray and ask him to fulfill his promises for us. And then we come to his commandments and we find they are not burdensome and we want to learn about them and think about them and walk in them as we obey him with joy. And then we might come to his principles and we learn his principles to apply them in each situation in life. And I know many believers who come to that level and believe that they are mature in Christ. But the fact of the matter is God has so much more for us than that. And that is by way of fellowship with him and communion with him. God wants us to know him, not just know about him, but to know him. And of course, we know him uh, as we learn about his attributes, uh, his holiness, his justice, his truth, his infinity, his eternality, his unchangeableness. But brethren, out of all of the possible ways God might have revealed him to us, himself to us in this verse, he chose one particular characteristic to highlight, just one. And it is here in part four. We must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, I trust all of us here diligently seek the Lord. And the Lord is telling us here that we must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. A rewarder. That's what God has chosen to tell us. It's wonderful. It's highlighting his goodness to us. It's so easy as we go through life and as we get pressed down by this progressive liberal culture all around us. It's so easy to begin to think that God is remote, that somehow he is disinterested, or somehow he might even be stingy in his blessings. And brethren, the fact of the matter is God is wonderfully disposed toward his children with favor. We come to him with no hope in ourselves, but we must come to him with great hope in him. We must come not only in confidence of his ability to answer our prayers, but to realize that he desires to answer our prayers, to be a rewarder of us. All of us have had our share of answers to prayer. If we listed all of our prayers and the answers over the years, we might have a, a list that would include many yeses, many nos, many not yets as the answers. And brethren, if we were honest, as we look into the yeses, we've had our share of blessings from God. Therefore, it is important to our prayer life to realize that even his no's are positive answers to protect us from ourselves and our selfish interests. And then to realize that God is a great rewarder of us. 
He is actively hearing our prayers, and he answers even before we ask. It's the image from the, the parable of the prodigal son, of the father running to meet the repentant prodigal, but also as he, the father deals with the older son to say, all that I have is yours. So this is the result, brethren. Our prayers, when we come to God, should be born with great confidence, great expectation as we diligently seek him, as we pray according to his will, as we pray in the name and merit of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace today and every day, confident in our faithful and rewarding God. Amen.